Oh, welcome aboard, whether you found us by accident or on purpose or were perhaps kidnapped and brought here. Welcome to Fishing Without Bait, a lifetime without definitive expectations, where we help people to explode into their lives with full impact mindfulness. There is no admission fee, only the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness to try. And if you have those, if you're looking to create yourself rather than find yourself, welcome aboard. If you're welcome nowhere else, you're certainly welcome here. Good day, my friends. I'm Jim Ellermeyer. I'm a behavioral health therapist. And behind the magic control panel, of course, is our good friend, a co-producer, and at times co-host of this program, Mr. Mike. As promised, we often offer an eclectic round table of guests. And this evening, we've asked Tim uh, Vitulo to join us, who's a uh, singer-songwriter from Pittsburgh and an excellent, fantastic guitarist. So, Mr. Tim, how if uh, you were captured by the space aliens and taken to another planet, how would you introduce yourself? I'm a noisemaker. That's what I would say. I make a lot of noise. You at one time described yourself to me as an extroverted introvert. Uh, I'm not sure where I where I picked up that term, but it, it's not mine. I'd love to take credit for it, but it's it's the concept of uh, being you know very comfortable in a social situation, and I'm very comfortable meeting new people and um, being with strangers, or you know, for instance, whenever I'm doing the singer songwriter bit you know, getting on stage and, and performing. Um, but, but it, at my heart too, you know, I, I do love, uh, time to myself and time to think and time, uh, to be quiet and time to ponder and, and, uh, kind of step away from all the, the craziness. Well, that's, um, it sounds like you've made some choices in your life. And Tim, what we like to expose people to our listeners is that gee, while well, Tim, you you're on a you have a you have a CD, you have a band, you have a record label, you have this. Well, most people don't understand that most people are twenty year overnight successes. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm still one in progress. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us uh, tell us a little bit about uh, how you began to be interested in making noise. If, if you want to wind it way back. Um, you know, your viewers don't, uh, don't have the, the benefit of, of the visual here, but, uh, you know, I was never an incredibly athletic kid growing up. Um, you know, I'm pretty tall and lanky and just, it, it wasn't going to work for me <laughs> and that's okay. I have no hard feelings about that. Um, so when I was young, you know, all your, all my friends were kind of getting into sports and athletics and, uh, you know, again, it, it just, after a while you, you kind of don't, you don't enjoy not being good at something or if everyone else is so much better than you, you know, if you're playing a board game or you're playing, a, you know, a, a, any kind of competitive thing with someone and they're just that much better than you. And likewise, you know, if you're so much better than someone else, you know, there's no competition and it. It loses the fun. It loses the excitement. Um, so I kind of early on learned that, you know, it was either going to take just an absolutely tremendous amount of work for athletics to be my thing or, uh, or, or maybe it was something else. And on a whim, um, you know, people started taking piano lessons or learning instruments, you know, cause their parents forced them. And, 
there was a friend I had. I remember he started taking piano lessons and I said, hey, that that kind of sounds like a fun thing to do. And uh, it, it clicked. Um, so that was kind of the, the very beginning uh, where it kind of ramped up from just, hey, I go to piano lessons every week. And, you know, whenever my parents, friends come over, I play a song on the piano and, and everyone thinks that's cool. Uh, was, you know, whenever you got to high school and that first first kid you knew bought a guitar. And I, it's one of the coolest things about the instrument. It's just, you know, it just oozes sex appeal and cool. And it it's just it's such a, you know, it's, it's just that instrument. And, uh, everybody, everybody thought it was, and, and similarly to the piano is like, ah, Hey, that seems kind of cool. And it, it just started this, this journey that I've been on, you know, since I was 14 years old and, uh, it, it all just, it all makes sense. You know, it, it just seems, you know, I, I learned new things and, and they, they just seem like, yeah, well, of course it's that way. It, why, why wouldn't it be? it kind of became this outlet, you know, instead of sports or, or, uh, you know, other, other ventures, um, to express myself. So when you're saying that it made sense for you, Tim, uh, there's many people who go through their life with, uh, real uncertainty and indecision about where they should go. And on this show, we've introduced a cons, the Japanese concept of Ikigai, Iki meaning guy, life meaning purpose. Uh, so it sounds to me like you've found your life purpose. And often what we try to help people understand is when they get their head, their heart, and their gut to align, then they found their path. Yeah, I, it's it's such an interesting concept of purpose. And, and it's, it's interesting to think about it in that way, um, especially since I've worn a lot of different hats as a musician, you know kind of the, the hat I'm wearing right now is, you know, singer songwriter, uh, band leader, um, you know, and, and we kind of joke, <laughs> I'm really a small business owner who sometimes gets to play guitar, you know, which is, is, is really different from, you know, when I was in high school or even in college or fresh out of college. And a lot of times I was, you know, guitarist for hire, you know, guitar player in that band, um, you know, session musician, you you know, a lot of people called me to, hey, I need a somebody who plays, you know, really cool guitar licks to play on these tracks on my record. And, and you'd show up and, and be creative in that way. And, uh, you know, it, they, they're all such different jobs. But I, I think you are right. You know, they, they've all just it, it seems like what I needed to be doing. And, and the path has been, you know, not of least resistance to say that, you know, it's laziness or or carelessness. But it it just seems every move is has seemed purposeful after the fact i have a hunch that not everybody was encouraging and supportive of your musical persuasion <laughs> you know it, it's it's interesting you know when i was young of course and and especially when i started playing the guitar you know there are all the the stereotypes that come with rock and roll music you know it's sex drugs and rock and roll and you know as a young person and a formidable formidable mind um you know, my parents were very quick to say like, well, yes, but you're getting a job. <laughs> you know, yes, this is great when your schoolwork is done. <laughs> and, okay. uh, and, and truthfully, I, I appreciate that so much. It was, it was what I needed to hear at the time. And, uh, and it kept me grounded in it and it's created, um, you know, the workman like attitude I take to music. It, it's disciplined. It's not kind of, uh, 
hey, let's get together and and uh, you know drink a bunch of beers and just hang out and maybe we'll play some songs or whatever. You know, it is very disciplined. Well, it may have sounded right. It may have sounded like a good thing that your parents were saying. However, hindsight is great. I would probably suspect at the time that you balked at that a bit. <laughs> yeah, certainly. Well, and that's that's the other ingredient in rock and roll's rebellion, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and 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 it it, it continues now. Um, you know, I'm I'm a totally independent artist. You know, there's no record label, there's no manager, there's no agent uh behind us that that makes all the machinations of Tim Vitulo band work. Uh it's it's usually me sitting at my computer and and making phone calls or sending emails and you know, we, we go through it. And, and this is part of, you know, again, how my parents, I, I say broke me, but I mean, just because I'm so atypical about how we handle this. I, it's it's a term of endearment. We laugh about it. But I, I take a lot of, you know, I, I love statistics. And I love baseball and baseball has become such a game of statistics now. Um, but I, I take all these different, you know, data points throughout the year of our band. You know, uh, what kind of venues did we play? You know, what did they pay? Uh, how many people were there? Did we sell merchandise? You know, did we get asked back again? You know, what what uh, zip code are they in? You know, how many miles away from Pittsburgh were we? You know, d- different things like that. And then at the end of the year, we have a, a meeting and, and we go through all that. And and truthfully, I mean, we, we play a, a lot. And, and that's something we hear from a lot of our peers. Like, holy crap, you guys are everywhere, you know, and, and touring and, and doing what we do. But truthfully, our success rate at doing that is... Uh, probably about 5%, you know, about 5% of the people I reach out to say yes <laughs> and say, yeah, we want, we want to support you. And, you know, you can come and play your music for our patrons or, uh, you know, or, or at our festival or at our event. So, you know, even today, you know, and, and I get to talk to, to someone like you and, and feel successful in that, in that way, there's still a ton of failure and a ton of people who tell you no. What do you say to people who get discouraged? And I'm certain that at some point you got extremely discouraged. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, there there are ones that, it, and some of the band will tell you there are certain venues that I kind of, it's wrong to do, but I, I kind of get a little bit of a grudge with, and then I just keep persisting and just needling them with emails or phone calls. Like, Hey, I know you said no, but we just put out a new album. What about now? Hey, I know you said no, but check out this new video from our last show. We just played this big festival. What do you think about that? And uh, to to me, it's um, you know the the taste of victory is so sweet that it <laughs> it fuels it fuels me through all that <laughs> all that all the no's and all the the rejections uh, because whenever we do you know get to be on a stage and there's thousands of people out there and, and it's happened you know it it makes your year. You know, that it's you get to do your favorite thing in the world. And there's thousands of people there who who actively want to watch you do that. I mean, it, you know, if if that doesn't get you going, you know, your your heart's not beating. <laughs> so how did you feel when you found out that, my gosh, these people actually like what I'm doing? I I'm surprised every single time. And and that's not to say I'm not proud of the work I do. Um I'm insanely proud because every record that I've made under my name and every record I've been a part of, uh, you know, under someone else's name as a guitarist or, or as a contributor in some way, I know that I've always done the best job that I can do and made a point to be the best person I can be on that record or as part of that project. 
So there's a great deal of pride that still comes from that. But uh, even still, you know, every time someone says, hey, I really like that, I I never expect it. I never expect anyone to say, this is a great record. And and if they say, hey, you made a great record or you played a great show, it's always like, oh, awesome. Thank you. I'm so glad you like that because, you know, and, and the other thing too, it's, you know, shows and performances and songs, you know, they, they feel like your children in a, in a way, you know, of course you love them, but you know, you can't be objective about any of it. You know, your, 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 yourself and your being is so tied to everything about that. There, there's no possible way to, to step back and say, that was good. That was bad. Well, in the 12-step world, Tim, we say that you can't read the label when you're inside the bottle. And that has to do with a lot more than uh, addiction. Okay, It has to do with relationships. It has to do with depression and anxiety. And when you're inside of the band, who do you who do you go to to give you objective opinions and say, yeah, Tim, that was okay, however? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I, I'm really lucky, and, it, and it's something I learned through experience being in a lot of bands uh, growing up um, is, is the importance of assembling a good team and understanding a team's strengths and weaknesses. So I'm, I'm insanely lucky. The band I have right now is, is incredibly talented. They, they're all way more talented than I am and they make me sound a heck of a lot better because of it. Um, you know, and, and just a, it's uh, David Fix plays bass and sings. Uh, Brent McConnell plays the drums. And our newest member, Bill Gus plays a guitar and sings. Um, but it, it's it's a careful process of understanding everyone's strengths and weaknesses and being open to criticism and feedback and being able to try things. Um, you know, certainly I know that, you know, Dave, for instance, is really good at identifying these sorts of things in songs. So I usually will ask him, hey, what do you think about that? Or or that, um, you know, Brent is really good at uh, maybe a big picture idea. And I'll say, hey, I, I just need like a 10,000 foot view on this. You know, yes or no, what do you think? Um, but but to find that and also find what engages them so that so that you can kind of keep them motivated, uh, to be honest, and, and to give them to give you, you know, good feedback. You know, the, the other thing, too, is there's a lot of people qualify it whenever I talk as well. And, you know, my parents or uh, my girlfriend or, or friends will say, well, I don't know anything about music, but here's what I think. And that feedback is so valuable because that that's that's our consumer. You know, it's it's guy or gal on the street who doesn't play an instrument, who just listens to the radio. And we, we want to connect with those people. We don't want to be a band that you have to play an instrument and understand complex jazz harmony to appreciate. <laughs> well, Tim, they're the people that are listening to your music. Yeah. So, of course, we want uh, we want we want them to be appreciative. Tim, uh, we. Many people say, uh, "Gee, they live their life on wishes and hopes and waiting for something to happen." And we often tell a story about buying the ticket. Uh, so we often suggest to people that it's okay to have your head in the clouds as long as you have your feet on the ground. So tell us, tell us a little bit about that with you moving forward through your life. Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, and and I think that. That that was a big turning point for me. Um, whenever I, I finally made the decision uh, that hey, I'm I'm going to be Tim Vitulo, the the songwriter and the band leader, and and the the that's the act I'm going to sell. Not hey, I'm going to try to hook up with another band and 
it'd be Tim Vitullo, uh, our our guitarist, uh, who plays all these crazy guitar licks, you know, in between the choruses or whatever. Um, you know, it songwriting was something I dabbled with, and you know, always had an interest in doing, but you know, never really knew how to do it, and no one ever. You know, there was never a like a mentorship that I had where there was, you know, someone who was a songwriter who said, hey, here's here's how I write songs, you know, give it a try or, you know, it, it's hard. You, you can't you can go to a guitar teacher or a piano teacher, but there's there aren't really songwriting teachers or if there are, I just don't know about them. Um, <laughs> so so there was this, you know, wouldn't it be great like this, this feeling of emancipation from, you know, having to kind of go with the flow in a in a band that maybe you don't agree with the direction or that doesn't have the same dreams as you do you know we get to tour now and and i i've dreamed about touring my entire life just you know some of my favorite books are are are, um you know the the beat stuff from the 50s and just like the romanticism of let's just get on the road and go and and we'll see what happens tell us about touring tim sure i mean for us it's it's a little bit different than a lot of bands um just because like we all still do have jobs. So it's, you know, it's not that sort of, Hey, pack up the truck and and we'll be back in a couple months and, you know, have done a big loop. Uh, it's a little more disciplined, but it's, it, it's this, this odd thing where, you know, you're, you're in a new place and you're working and, and it's stressful because maybe you don't know your way around and you've never played at this venue before. And, and uh, none of these people may know you in that town. You don't, you've never played there. And, and all this and that. So it's, you know, it's, you're a stranger in a strange land. And, and not only that, you're trying to convince people to invest in you and, and buying you. It's not simply just kind of being a tourist and, and taking it all in, you know, you're trying to plant your flag and, and, and make a name for yourself there. It It's an interesting thing. The thing that is cool is if you do find some success and you get to come back to cities. That's always our favorite thing. You know, we know whenever we go to Baltimore, we love to do this and we love playing this venue. And, you know, the wait staff sees us and they give us high fives and, oh, great. So great to see you guys again. And you make all these great friends. Um, and it, it is. And and we're really lucky. We have a lot of friends that aren't music friends or, or band friends that live in these cities and we get to catch up with all those people. It's It's great. And then, oh, by the way, you get paid to be there and, <laughs> and do the thing you love most. You know, it's like for for us, you know, we always say and, and we have to make sure that, that people understand it's not a vacation. It is it is a business trip in a sense, but you get to hang out with all these people you, you love and catch up with them if you haven't seen them in a while. And you make some scratch and you get to play your instrument and sing like it. it's the, they're the best trips you can make. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people who romanticize the being on tour and. Uh, they fantasize about being a rock star. However, my uh, my spandex days are over, so I don't think I'm <laughs> going to get there. So uh, what would you have to say about people who, most people just want to arrive. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not. I mean, you just, like we've been actively touring for about three years now. And uh, the first year we toured, we made so many mistakes <laughs> and we laugh about them now, you know, and, and with the gift of experience and, and hindsight, we're like, man, we were idiots. Why did we do that? <laughs> that was a terrible idea. But, um, you know, you, you try it and you learn what, what unfortunately happens a lot of times in the early goings is you don't make any money. Uh, oftentimes 
if you're not smart, you lose a lot of money. Um, you know, and, and there is kind of that element of self-control about, you know, you're usually playing on that street in town that, you know, Wednesday through Sunday is the bars are rocking and, you know, there are people going out, you know, maybe their weekend is just started because they don't work Monday through Friday and they're, you know, pounding drinks and, and want to party and get all riled up. And you're, you're there to do that and to facilitate that. And uh, that that's a, a difficult thing. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people fall victim to that. And, and I know we have on occasion where, you know, it's the first day of a, you know, a longer, maybe like a week long, two week long run. And, uh, you know, we party really hard and then we pay for it the rest of the way. So, <laughs> so there are there are a lot of lessons to be learned. Um, but it, it's it's such a great bonding experience. And I can't tell you the the first year we started touring, we had a different uh, fourth member. Dave and Brent were, were in the band. And I remember one of our first big trips, we drove to Boston uh, to play a festival up there. And uh, the fourth member, you know, it said, hey, I, I don't really want to go. I have some stuff going on here. And, you know, it didn't pay particularly well. So we, we were probably going to just about break even when you figure hotel and gas money. And, and you know, we everyone was excited to go. So we were like, hey, let's go out for dinner and get lobster rolls and do the whole, you know, and, and do it up. You know, it was my first time in Boston. I'd never been there before. Mm-hmm. So was like, yeah, this is exciting. And, and you know, we have some scratch to, to go have a good time while we're there, too. Uh, but we came back and and it, it was different. You know, th- the way that we bonded, the three of us on that trip was, you know, leaps and bounds. And, and it 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 was hard to come back and, and to have someone in the band who hadn't uh, been a part of that. Um, but you could just tell, you know, the three of us were better players. We communicated better. We understood each other on a on a fundamental personal level better we became better friends and it's, you know, and the, and the band got better as a result of all those things. So it, it really is, I can't recommend doing it, even if you're going an hour away enough to, to bands and to artists, because it, it does, it has that, that bonding effect, even if it goes terribly. Well, in the 12 step world, I refer to 12 step terms a lot. It's, it's our singleness of purpose that binds us together. I agree with that. I think that's, I think that's an accurate, accurate description of the phenomenon and true friends true friends share in each other's joy and also in each other's sorrow true friends do yeah yeah and and it's i'm i'm lucky too to to call the guys who are in uh my band now you know some of my best friends and it's it's again i mean i i'm just so insanely lucky to have found good people uh, especially having been in bands with bad people and, and having brought people into my band that that didn't work out right. because they were they were mean or or malicious people or or anything just they weren't the right people for the band and it um, you know it's it's tough. Well, did you ever uh, look at another perspective, Tim, and uh, maybe think that okay, well, I'm certainly very fortunate to be with them. Do you ever think that they're fortunate to be with you? Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait.
This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.